Hi, this is Nick Morgan. Welcome back to another edition of Just One Question. Today, I'm really thrilled and honored to be with Andrea Dreesen, who is a, a speaker bureau maven. She's been connecting speakers with captive audiences for over 30 years. She's, of course, a member of the International Association of Speaker Bureaus, and she's the author of a book that I really loved and talked about uh, when it first came out. We did a Q&A uh, for the blog, The Non-Obvious Guide to Event Planning for Kick-Ass Gatherings that Inspire People. And what I particularly loved about that was, uh, Andrea's, your take on, on um, interactive and non-traditional ways to make uh, meetings interesting. Um, and uh, so, when we get back to having meetings again, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about that book again, I think. Um, the other thing you should know about Andrea before we start is that she delivered a beautiful TEDx talk, TEDx Seattle talk, uh, called Eulogies for the Living. You can Google it that way. Uh, and that comes from her background work in part as a hospice volunteer. So uh, welcome, Andrea. How are you doing in this strange time? You know, I... I am healthy. And so knowing that I am grounded in my health is the most important thing as we're all learning all too clearly. Uh, still in lockdown here in Seattle, um, as is some of the country. Um, but professionally, I feel as if I'm, I'm running a startup these days, you know, just even though I've been in business for all this, you know, decades, mm. I am just learning like so many of us how to make the most out of this virtual realm and both on the speaker side and the planner side, meeting design, how to maximize what we're, what we're up against and find ways to make it even better in some ways than in person. So that, that is quite a challenge, and it's more than a full-time job these days. It's a huge challenge, and, and yeah. of course, the thing about the, the virtual world is that those pings keep coming. They come 24-7, and they can come from anywhere, and so what we used to think of as a day where you actually met with people and, and went to the job in the morning and came back in the evening seems to have come unglued in that sense. So uh, speaking of how strange our lives are now, um, the, the U.S. Uh, and the rest of the world is slowly opening back up, um, but we're at, at very different stages depending on where we are in the world, as you, as you alluded to. Um, we are just opening up here in Boston, so very slowly, tentative steps, more traffic on the roads, but uh, not many people in actual businesses yet face-to-face. Uh, -face. So yeah. uh, we're in this period of transition, and what we're all wondering about, like like those uh, little animals that come up out of the burrows and look around and, and, and say, is the coast clear? We're all wondering sort of what's, is it safe to come out now? And more, more to the point, what are things going to look like when it is safe a year from now, let's say, let's assume that um, things will be moving. What will it look like? How different will it be? Tell us about our world a year from now, Andrea. I got out my crystal ball. Exactly. <laughs> well, that question is certainly the question that we're all asking, and particularly on the speaker side and the planner side, it's the yeah. conversation we're all having. Um, while no one has the answers specifically, the mm -hmm. things that I foresee in, in say, 12 months uh, mm -hmm. on the speaker side for one thing is that two things, one of two things will happen with speakers. One, they'll either 
be willing to and able to ramp up and learn how to maximize the virtual realm and do it well. And in fact, I have to say, I think your book is a, is a user's guide for this because it has so many important tools and case studies for making the most out of the virtual realm and why it's so difficult to engage. Thanks for that. Yeah, you bet. Um, mean it. Um, and then there'll be speakers who aren't willing to do that work and the heavy lifting of, of, learning and navigating the virtual realm and they'll be left behind. That's mm. where I see things going. Two different groups. Um, when it comes to, to making the most out of the virtual realm, it's those who are willing to create, shall we say, innovative nuggets that engage people in ways they aren't expecting, a little bit of surprise, um, how, how do we create meaning online? There are ways to do that and there's, there are ways not to do it. Mm -hmm. um, how can we create impact when we're just looking at a screen? So those are the kinds of things that I'm working on both learning as well as creating in, in the virtual realm so that I can better serve speakers and my meeting planner clients. Yeah, that's excellent. I really appreciate that. Uh, just, just a follow up, though. I can't mm -hmm. resist asking. So, uh, you, you of course uh, have unique insight into both planning meetings and booking speakers and that kind of thing. Do you see any real movement starting in there yet, um, uh, where the tentative steps are being taken to begin to book things in 2021? Or are we still pretty oh, yeah. much frozen? No, we're not frozen. I think. Mm. Um, Definitely, there's a, there's a mix of things happening. So on the one hand, um, we've had all these postponements and right. some clients have decided that they're gonna go all virtual, some will be hybrid. I, I predict when it comes to the meeting structure, a year from now, we're absolutely going to see um, uh, a mix still of virtual and in-person that mm -hmm. is a hybrid event. Um, we may never go back to fully face-to-face -face because mm -hmm. we'll have become much more effective at implementing virtual tools and the, and the virtual realm uh, represents a whole new audience segment that organizations, especially trade associations, can uh, see as a revenue source. They can mm -hmm. tap a much broader audience and, and have a greater um, revenue stream from that. Yeah, that's great. That's It's figuring out how to have that the same emotional impact and power that a face-to-face -face meeting has when you're sitting in a conference room in in Hawaii, let's say, and you've gone to the trouble of traveling all the way there and you have that kind of magic of the place combined with the, uh, the impact of the people around you. How do you get at least some of that or, or enough of that uh, con conveyed in the virtual world so that, that people feel like they've gotten similar value? Once we figure that out, once we crack that particular uh, puzzle open, then we'll really, mm -hmm. be, we'll really be in good shape with these hybrid events, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and speakers, I think, will have to be much more effective at, um, well, first of all, it'll open up a global marketplace. It already is. Planners will be able to tap mm. nearly any speaker. It will be independent of time and space now. It already is. I think that's making it possible for more speakers to, to be able to make a living these days. Mm -hmm. That said, they're going to have to be better able to uh, address language barriers and cultural differences. So folks who can do that well, will succeed. Those who can't, again, will be left behind. Andrea Dreesen, as always, interesting takes and, and uh, fabulous uh, perspective on the future of our business. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
Pleasure. Stay safe. You bet. You do the same, Nick. Thank you.